Good morning, everyone, and welcome to our Course in Miracles daily reading conference call. We read from the text of Course in Miracles original edition, published by our very fine friends of Course in Miracles Society. You can access an online copy of the original edition by going to jcim.net. And mouse of the link at top for online edition. There you'll have a drop-down menu that features read ACIMOE. Also on that drop-down menu, there's an option to subscribe to receive a daily excellent email that includes both the text reading that we share on the call every morning as well as the lessons today. My name is Lori Cameron. This call is Monday through Friday from 9.15 to about 11 a.m. Eastern. And today we are reading... Once again, in Chapter 5, Healing and Wholeness, Section 3, The Mind of the Atonement. Mind of the Atonement. We're also beginning today our first review. Review of Lessons 1 through 5. And we'll take a break at the top of the hour where Fran will lead us in our... um, one of our daily meditations that include all five of the ideas for the day. And by way of opening this morning, given that the review lesson today is an invitation to relinquish my meetings, my judgments, my understandings, my thoughts, and my thought system, I just couldn't think of a better uh, place to open than with this poem from Kavichi or Kaviji, however you would say that, called Awareness is the Fire. When you open the door and invite awareness in with conviction and totality, you are inviting a fire of love. The fire wants to burn everything. It will travel through your life should you allow it, finding everything stuck and dark everything unresolved and unloved, and it will shine its light on them. Awareness seeks itself. Love seeks itself. It will go deeper and deeper, and if you are courageous, it will find your existential wound to the core of you. It will bring wisdom and great insight and the resolution of angst. That is real freedom. But you must keep saying yes to this awareness as it travels through your life. Yes, this also. Yes, this also. Yes, this also. I am prepared to relinquish my thoughts and my thought system today. Amen. Thank you, Lori. Thanks for that. Thank you, Lori. You bet. I think it was a very wise poem. Um, Alrighty, my friends. Here's a reading list today. We have Lemoyne, Fran, Robin Marie, Karen, Donna, and Wendy. Uh, has anyone joined us? Would like to say good morning or be on the reading list? Well, good morning, Laurie. Good morning, everyone. It's Lana. I can read today. Thank you, dear. Hi. Good morning, Diana. And I'm just listening because I've uh, got earphones in, and 
kids are about to get up here soon for school. So listening. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. And anyone else? Care to announce? Patricia. Patricia here. Oh, good morning, Patricia. Oopsie Daisy. So glad you're here. All righty. One moment. Open the door. Return to my seat. <laughs> Sorry, I've got a couple distractions here this morning. But now I don't. So here we go. Chapter 5 Healing and Wholeness. Section 3 The Mind of the Atonement. Okay, paragraph 12. God honors even the miscreations of his children because they had made them. But he also blessed them with a way of thinking that could raise their perceptions until they became so lofty that they could reach almost back to him. The Holy Spirit is the mind of the atonement. It represents a state of mind that comes close enough to one-mindedness the transfer to it is at last possible. Transfer depends on common elements in the old learning and the new situation to which it is transferred. Perception is not knowledge, but it can be transferred to knowledge or crossover into it. It might even be more helpful here to use the literal meaning of carried over, since the last step is taken by God. Lemoyne. Chapter 5, Healing and Wholeness, Section 3, The Mind of the Atonement. God honored even the miscreations of his children because they had made them. But he also blessed them with a way of thinking that could raise their perceptions until they became so lofty that they could reach almost back to him. The Holy Spirit is the mind of the atonement. It represents a state of mind that comes close enough to one-mindedness that transfer to it is at last possible. Transfer depends on common elements in the old learning and the new situation to which it is transferred. Perception is not knowledge but it can be transferred to knowledge or cross over into it. It might even be more helpful here to use the literal meaning of carried over since the last step is taken by God. The Holy Spirit, the shared inspiration of all the sonship, induces a kind of perception in which many elements are like those in the kingdom of heaven itself. Thank you, Lemoyne. And Fran. 13. The Holy Spirit, the shared inspiration of all the sonship, induces a kind of perception 
in which many elements are like those in the kingdom of heaven itself. 14. First, its universality is perfectly clear, and no one who receives it could ever believe for one instant that sharing it involves anything but gain. Thank you, Fran. And Robin Marie. Um, I'm thinking I should read 13 again as well. 13. The Holy Spirit, the shared inspiration of all the sonship, induces a kind of perception in which many elements are like those in the kingdom of heaven itself. 14. First, its universality is perfectly clear. And no one who receives it could ever believe for one instant that sharing it involves anything but gain. Fifteen. Second, it is incapable of attack and is therefore truly open. This means that although it does not engender knowledge, it does not obstruct it in any way. Third, it is an unequivocal... Un- <clears throat> Third, it is an unequivocal call to love, while every other voice is still. There is a point at which sufficient quantitative changes produce real qualitative differences. The next point requires requires real understanding because it is the point at which the shift occurs. Sorry, mute button malfunction. Um, thank you, Robert Marie. So, Karen, would you like to do 14 through 16, please? Yeah. First, its universality is perfectly clear, and no one who re- receives it could ever believe for one instant that sharing it involves anything but gain. Second, It is incapable of attack and is therefore truly open. This means that although it does not engender knowledge, it does not obstruct it in any way. Third, it is an unequivocal call to love while every other voice is still. There is a point at which sufficient quantitative changes produce real qualitative differences. The next point requires real understanding because it is the point at which the shift occurs. 16. Finally, it points the way beyond the healing which it brings and leads the mind beyond its own integration into the path of creation. Thank you, Karen. And let's see, Donna. Boy, let's see. I think we have to do 14 from 14 again. Uh, this time through 17, please. Okay. 
14. First, it's universality. It's perfectly clear. And no one who receives it could ever believe for one instant that sharing it involves anything but gain. 15. Second, it is incapable of attack and is therefore truly open. This means that although it does not engender knowledge, it does not obstruct it in any way. Third, it is an unequivocal call to love. Every other voice is still. 16. There is a point at which sufficient quantitative changes produce a real qualitative difference. The next point requires real understanding because it is the point at which the shift occurs. Finally, it points to the way beyond the healing which it brings and leads the mind beyond its own integration into the path of creation. 17. Healing is not creating. It is reparation. The Holy Spirit promotes healing by looking beyond it to what the children of God were before healing was needed and will be when they have been healed. This alteration of time sequence should be quite familiar because it is very similar to the shift in time perception which the miracle introduces. The Holy Spirit is the motivation for miracle-mindedness, the will to heal the separation by letting it go. This will, this will is in you because God placed it in your mind and although you can keep it asleep, you cannot obliterate it. Thank you, Donna. And Wendy, um, that would be 17 and 18, please. 17. Healing is not creating. It is reparation. The Holy Spirit promotes healing by looking beyond it to what the children of God were before healing was needed and will be when they have been healed. This alteration of the time sequence should be quite familiar because it is very similar to the shift in time perception which the miracle induces, introduces. The Holy Spirit is the motivation for miracle-mindedness, the will to heal the separation by letting it go. This will is in you because God placed it in your mind, and although you can keep it asleep, you cannot obliterate it. 18. God himself keeps this will alive by transmitting it from his mind to yours, as long as there is time. It is partly his and partly yours. The miracle itself is just this fusion or union of will between Father and Son. The Holy Spirit is the spirit of joy. He is the call 
the return with which God blessed the minds of his separated sons. This is the vocation of the mind. The mind had no calling until the separation because before that, it had only being and would not have understood the call to right thinking. The Holy Spirit was God's answer to the separation, the means by which the atonement could repair until the whole mind returned to creating. Thank you, Wendy. Um, And Lana. Okay, 18. I think that's where I am. God himself keeps this will alive by transmitting it from his mind to yours as long as there is time. It is partly his and partly yours. The miracle itself is just this fusion or union of will between father and son. The Holy Spirit is the spirit of joy. He is the call to return with which God blessed the minds of his separated sons. This is the vocation of the mind. The mind had no calling until the separation because before, for that it had only being and would not have understood the call to right thinking. The Holy Spirit was God's answer to the separation, the means by which the atonement could repair until the whole mind returned to creating. The atonement and the separation began at the same time. When man made the ego, God placed in him the call to joy. This call is so strong that the ego always dissolves at its sound. That is why you can choose to listen to two voices within you, one you made yourself. And that one is not of God, but the other is given you by God, who asks you only to listen to it. The Holy Spirit is in you in a very literal sense. His is the voice that calls you back to where you were before and will be again. Beautiful. Yes, indeed. Thank you, Lana. And is there a new reader to complete today with paragraph 19? I can do it, Lori. Good morning. Thank you, Judy. Is there someone else who would like to do it? Okay. The atonement and the separation began at the same time. When man made the ego, God placed in him the call to joy. This call is so strong that the ego always dissolves at its sound. That is why you can choose to listen to two voices within you, one you made yourself, and that one is not of God, but the other is given you by God. 
who asks you only to listen to it. The Holy Spirit is in you in a very literal sense. His is the capital voice that calls you back to where you were before and will be again. Amen. Thanks, Judy. And thank you, everyone, who read this this beautiful section this morning, The Mind of the Atonement. Um, since we're beginning a new um, review section today, and we have instructions for that review, uh, as well as a very particular uh, direction as to how we should take in um, such a complete uh, range of thoughts today, I thought it would be wise to um, take this time right now here when we're in the midst of the Mind of Atonement um, to invite Holy Spirit into our call today via um, our practice together of this first lesson of our first review, Lesson 51. Uh, So we'll turn to Fran to lead us um, in the way we will go for the next 10 lessons. And um, I wanted to mention at this time that she won't be able to be with us tomorrow. So we'll let uh, Fran blaze our path this morning for our first review. So let's turn our attention to Fran and take away, Fran, please, and thank you. Well, thank you. Thank you. Hi, everybody. Uh, We are in the first part of the workbook, and we're on our first review. So how I'm going to do this today is we're going to, I'm going to read some of the introduction and then we're going to go to the lessons. There's five review lessons and I will read the title and the paragraph and then we will do a two-minute meditation on each lesson. When the first meditation is over, then I will go into the second one and I'll do that until we're done the five. So that's how we're going <clears> to <throat> do it. So I'm going to start with just reading a couple of sentences which give us instructions from the uh, introduction to the review. Beginning with today, we will have a series of review periods. Each of them will cover five of the ideas already presented. In the practice periods, the exercises should be done as follows. Begin the day by reading the five ideas with the comments included. Devote two minutes or more to each practice period. Do this as often as possible during the day. If any one of the five ideas appeals to you more than the others, concentrate on that one. At the end of the day, however, be sure to review all of them once more. After you have read the idea and the related comments, the exercises should be done with your eyes closed and when you are alone in a quiet place, if possible. The purpose of your learning is to enable you to bring the quiet with you and to heal distress and turmoil. You will note that for review purposes, the ideas are not always given in quite their original form of statement. Use them as they are given here. Okay, we'll go to the first review. One, nothing 
I see means anything. The reason this is so is that I see nothing, and nothing has no meaning. It is necessary that I recognize this, that I may learn to see what I think I see now is taking the place of vision. I must let it go by realizing that it has no meaning so that vision may take its place. Two minutes. Lesson two, I have given what I see all the meaning it has for me. What I see is the projection of my own errors of thought. I do not understand what I see because it is not understandable. There is no sense in trying to understand it, but there is every reason to let it go and make room for what can be seen and understood and loved. I can exchange what I see now for this merely by being willing to do so. Is not this a better choice than the one I made before? Two minutes. Fran, did you skip two? Well, let's see. I'm, I'm so sorry. I did. Okay, we'll go to Chum. Sorry. <laughs> My book went over. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry, but thank you. Thanks a lot. Okay, number two. I have given what I see all the meaning it has for me. I have judged everything I look upon. 
And it is this, and only this, that I see. This is not vision. It is merely an illusion of reality, because my judgments have been made quite apart from reality. I am willing to recognize the lack of validity in my judgments, because I want to see. My judgments have hurt me, and I do not want to see according to them. Two minutes. I'll do, I'll do three again since we did get to meditate on it. Three, I do not understand anything I see. How could I understand what I see when I have judged it amiss? What I see is the projection of my own errors of thought. I do not understand what I see because it is not understandable. There is no sense in trying to understand it, but there is every reason to let it go and make room for what can be seen and understood and loved. I can exchange what I see now for this merely by being willing to do so. Is not this a better choice than the one I made before? Two minutes.
I'm sorry. <laughs> or, these thoughts do not mean anything. The thoughts of which I am aware do not mean anything because I am trying to think without God. What I call my thoughts are not my real thoughts. My real thoughts are the thoughts I think with God. I am not aware of them because I have made my thoughts to take their place. I am willing to recognize that my thoughts do not mean anything and to let them go. I choose to have them be replaced by what they were intended to replace. My thoughts are meaningless, but all creation lies in the thoughts I think with God. Two minutes. I am never upset for the reason I think. I am never upset for the reason I think because I am constantly trying to justify my thoughts. I am constantly trying to make them true. I make all things my enemies so that my anger is justified and my attacks are warranted. I have not realized how much I have misused everything I see by assigning this role to it. I have done this to defend a thought system which has hurt me and which I no longer want. I am willing to let it go. Two minutes.
Lesson one, nothing I see means anything. Two, I have given what I see all the meaning it has for me. Three, I do not understand anything I see. Four, these thoughts do not mean anything. Five, I am never upset for the reason I think. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Fran. Wow. Perfect. Awesome. Well, thank Thanks, you so Fran. much. Thank you, Fran. That was great. Thank you, Fran. Thank you, guys. This is Donna. I never think I'm going to get anything from these lessons. <laughs> Good thing my thinking isn't real. <laughs> but what came today by listening is this. And this is actually how I'm beginning to see thinking and thoughts. We do not have thoughts. Neither do we think. We can only choose the qualities we choose to embrace. Gods or delusions of grandeur. I am complete. Oh, thanks for that. Thank you. Thank you, Pretty Donna. straightforward. Yeah, yeah Donna, sure. thank you. I love that, the number five, I'm never upset for the reason I think. That, I think that is such a comforting statement. I love it when I'm upset about something, and then all of a sudden I go, oh, I'm never upset for the reason I think. And it opens up my mind to um, what am I upset? I'm upset because I'm not paying attention to the truth. I'm complete. Thank you. Oh, thank you, Fran. Thank you, Fran. Yes, thank you. Simple thought with power, isn't it? Thank you so much. Good morning. Good morning. I'm going to be brief and then come back a little bit later. I'm never upset for the reason I think. Uh, this morning, I had to go back to sleep, or I just chose to go back to sleep, and missed my, my first review lesson, I now realize, with my workbook call. And um, I was thinking about the things that were bothering me, and I had to say, okay, i got to stop thinking about what's upsetting me and how to fix it, and just start enjoying uh, imaging what I would like to have happen. And the thought that I had was, I wish we would start our, our workbook lesson at 10 after 10 on our text call because I never feel like I never I get enough text study and it's always all workbook and we never get to review and you know all this stuff going on in my head and then I wake up and I, I get on at 5 to 10 and there's silence there's silence what's going on not only did you guys start the that did not start it later but you started it at 5 to 10 and I missed the whole thing and now I have to really concentrate on I'm never upset for the reason I think I got to work on that, and I'll get back with you. I'm probably going to go on mute here and turn everyone down and very quickly review these lessons so I can get caught up. But it's so funny, just the day that I say, I, we need to start these lessons at 10 after 10 so we can concentrate on the work, on the, on the text, and 
you guys have done it early and I've missed the boat. And it's like, oh, right, this is going to be, you know, Holy Spirit always sets up everything perfectly. So I'm definitely going to be looking at number five. I'm never upset for the reason I think. And the, the best thought I had when I was feeling this upset was, well, you know, you're upset because you just feel like it's a repeat of the past. You're afraid that everything's going to be a repeat of the past and all the challenging hurts and, and things that have happened. And the past is gone. And the only reason I'm upset is we will find out in the next few lessons is because I see only the past. And so I'm willing to start fresh and take a look and see that um, no matter what the form of this, this book, book, this call is, whether it goes the way I want it to or not, I can just let go of even past thoughts that have come up from, um, from the past, which the past is now this morning. I'm here now, and it's a fresh start. And I really don't know what anything means, but I can allow God to infuse the limited thought that I have the thought of what should happen. I really don't know, but there's a part of me that does. And all I have to do is acknowledge that and be willing to hear it. And I'll even be shown how to hear it. So it's all good. I don't know what anything is for. I, I've given everything I see, all the meaning it has for me, and I am never upset for the reason I think the reason doesn't even exist. So here's our beginning of our pathway to, our, to peace. I'm complete. Thank you. Thank you, Mindy. Oh, Mindy, you're so funny. Thank you. I, I know yeah, what it was you funny. <laughs> Thank you. I think Karen started uh, right in there also. Am I right? <laughs> Oh, she had to leave the call, so uh, carry on. So Patricia here this morning was uh, arriving from uh, those meditations in the, thought, the lesson review, um, and then when delusions of grandeur is shared. I realized I think I'm supposed to share with you what I got from our meditation. It's just that same thing. I don't understand it, so I'll first just share what happened. I heard this. Jewels of my heart is what you are. So I called it Jewels of my heart. Number one, you are not special. You are my essential. Number two, there is no mundane. Profound is your every step. Number three, Jewels of my heart, you are. And love pours from your touch upon me. 
Number four, the instant you wholly know one thing, everything changes. The instant you know one thing, everything changes. Number five, the instant you are one. The instant you are one thing, everything is nourished. Oh, my dear, jewels of my heart, you are. Not special, simply essential. That's a brand new meaning to things. Kind of tickled me. Just the reasons of grandeur and how simple it can be. If this writing was so true to live, and could it be that easy to just allow one instant to know one thing and allow everything else to change with it. And then that other instant, not forever, not this afternoon or tonight or tomorrow, just right now. And then the next step to know I am a jewel of God's heart. And love pours out of every touch. I read this and I think the instant that I am this one thing. Any idea of error, any idea of a past that had some mistake in it, or a future that is fearful. Excuse me, but... Just this one letting go of that grandness and allowing just now that one thing. Deep inside we know these words home inside. That one thing that you are is enough to change everything right now. No meaning, no right or wrong, just being a jewel in God's heart. Everyone else becomes a jewel, no matter what they do. Thank you. <laughs> that was so beautiful, Patricia. Beautiful. Uh, well, thank you, Patricia. You are the voice of heaven. I mean it. Thank you. Absolutely. <clears throat> yes, thank you, Patricia. I just, I, I, I love uh, hearing your voice. Uh, you know, sometimes I can just hold my phone out and just hear the vibration on your voices so loving and I thank you for that.
I this is Wendy. I agree, and also there's a little distortion that I'm experiencing with your phone, so I can't always make out the words, and I don't know if that's because it's on speaker or you're too close to the microphone, but it's fuzzy sounding and I can't understand each word and I'd really like to because there's poetry and beauty and and transcendental wisdom in everything you share. So if there's any way that can get cleared up, that would be great. Thanks, Patricia. Thank you for that feedback. Keep reminding uh, me of the progress there, and now I'll hang in here with you. It's such a privilege to have a place to share what entices me. So thank you very much. Thank you, Patricia. Thank you. You know, your shares are uplifting in a in a different kind of way that feel uh, like it it really speaks directly to the heart and keeps the mind a little bit out of it. It's very transcendental feeling, and I'm very grateful you're on this call. Thanks, Patricia. Yes, thank you. Amen. Yeah. Good morning, it's Lana. Um, You know, I always kind of get a chuckle at these first uh, few lessons because I remember that who I truly am is a a spirit trying to have a human experience, and it's confounding to me. I don't understand it because spirit is so clear. Spirit is so certain. Spirit is so peaceful. So I'm the spirit that all of a sudden seems to be in a world where I don't understand anything. And this communication called A Course in Miracles, for me, and again, this is just me, it is a a timeless Um, communication from the one mind of God call it Christ consciousness call it my higher mind Uh, or um, what did Jesus call it in here the spirit of atonement it's called by many things but it represents the wholeness and oneness of God so literally it is my spirit talking to me trying to awaken me through um, the personage of Jesus because that's something I can relate to as a human. <laughs> so the first thing it's the first thing spirit notices is not that I see means anything. It's in such a strange environment, and then it has a little bit of insight. Oh. I've given every, I've given what I see all the meaning that I have for me. And then it notices again, I don't understand anything I see. And then it's like spirit answers itself in each one of these thoughts. 
And then it notices these thoughts. They're not the thoughts I think with God. These thoughts don't mean anything to me. And then it also notices, you know, why am I upset? I'm not upset by these thoughts. I'm not upset for that reason. You know, it's like, for me, the one mind, the one sonship of God, through the help of everything the Holy Spirit points to, through the Christ mind, is awakening himself. Through the, the plan of atonement is awakening itself. You know, and the other thing, you know, once I asked Jesus, my mind got into this big debate about what, whether the world is real or not. You know, and, and in this edition, in Urtex, it tells me that God so loved the world that he gave it to his son. So I asked Jesus, and Jesus always corrects, you know, not always, but many times corrects my question. I asked John, I asked Jesus, the world real, just what gives? <laughs> and he said, a more important question to ask is, what is my relationship to the world? Is it loving or is it fearful? You know, and, and that's such a big question. You know, and it and it touches on everything I experience in life, every relationship that I have, whether it's with a person, a situation, this body. You know, it. What is my relationship to it? So, I'm stopping now. But um, I really appreciate these lessons, these first lessons, these first fifty lessons. I think for me were fundamental in my practice of A Course in Miracles. And um, if I have a question that I'm in doubt, I've learned the best place to look is to look within for the answer. When I read something I don't understand because it's never what I'm reading I don't understand. It's a condition of my mind when I read it. I've just noticed that over the years. <laughs> you know, so anyhow, I'm complete. Thank you for listening. Yeah, thank you. Thank Lana. you so much. Yeah, thank, thank you. you. Thanks, Lana. So generous, as is typical. I just want to point out, you guys, um, Lana makes such beautiful and generous offerings every morning, both on our call as well as in our ACIM conference call uh, chat on Facebook where she posts them. Um, so if you have an opportunity to go to that web or Facebook uh, group page today, um, you'll definitely be blessed. Thank you, Lana. And I think I might have been off mute for a moment. Oh, thank you. You are such a sweetheart. I'm so happy to resonate with you. Yeah. Lynn, I have to agree 100% with Lori. I always seem to go a little deeper when you translate through your readings. If anybody hasn't been involved with the work she's doing, please, please do yourself a favor and tune in because um, every time... I read something from you that it's got this fire just takes me a little deeper within. 
I appreciate your work. Thank you, Nana. Oh, God bless you, Diana. I love you. <laughs> love everybody. Thank you. Yeah, I agree, too. I love what you write. It's always good. Thank you so much for doing it. It's my joy, you know. I like to also. Oh, I just wanted to say, you know, it's my life at 75 and in a body that's basically (laughs) useless. I find my two functions in life are forgiveness and sharing the love of God. I'm complete with that. So, thank you. Yeah, we're certainly. I just like to weigh in as well, if I may. Many old old warriors. I just want to say thanks again. Go ahead, Charles. <laughs> I love Lana and I love all those who dedicate their lives to knowing the peace of God as an internal venture, an internal peace in which our shares reflect that light and hope for all of us to be as Lana has given her life and her dedication to the love of everyone here and to the love of her life and to the love of God. And that reflection of God's love shines brightly through her dedication and her focus. And to follow her footsteps to be an honor and a privilege to know that that kind of dedication brings that kind of results. So thank you, Lana. I'm complete. Oh, Carl, thank you. I love you too. Thank you so much. Thank you, Charles. Now, if I'd like to also talk about the lesson today, my thoughts and God's thoughts, and I thought that was pretty important to distinguish between my thoughts and God's thoughts. My thoughts are how things should look or how things ought to be or how things need to be in order to have the best quality of life versus God's thoughts, which is how can I best feel into this moment? How can I best join in this moment with those who I'm with? Uh, how can I be more accepting and more loving and more allowing? God's thoughts create unification, create joining, create blessings. Um, my thoughts would try to make situations appear in a way that it's a situation that determines how I feel and not my feeling for the love and appreciation for what surrounds me and keeps me and blesses me in this day. So I too get caught up in my thoughts about how this body should behave, how life should be acting out. When I truly be thankful that everything's just fine the way it is, everything's lovely just the way it is. And in this moment, is the only moment I have to choose from. And this is, to me, what God's love is all about, is this moment now. It's this moment of connecting 
and being with and allowing and accepting as it is. As Byron Katie says, loving what is. Thank you, I'm complete. Thank you, Charles. Uh, thank you, Charles. Thank you, Charles. Thank you, Charles. Oh, thank you, Charles. That was lovely. Hi. Um, well, thank you, everyone, for your beautiful shares and friends for leading up through the lesson this morning. Hi. Um, you know, just going with the flow and um, after hearing what Lana shared and agreeing with her, it's 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 about our relationship with and for the world. Um, and my it's my mind in unison and accord and harmony with loving thoughts, the loving thoughts of God. Only loving thoughts are true. That um, we see a reality that's not real, and we're frightened. We're frightened by it, um, but to know that 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 it doesn't exist as we think it does, um, and it's and it's really clear in going through the lessons how you know it's not the world that needs to change; it's how I'm looking at the world, how I'm thinking about the world, and how I think about myself in order that I can perceive it more purely through the holy holiness that I am and to see see the world as I see myself um, in innocence and in love and acceptance and in gentleness and tenderness. Um, how I behold myself, I behold the world. And um, I'm happy to do the lessons again and again because it just it just runs deeper and it um, really makes the expression of God's voice and His vision through my eyes a more moment to moment kind of an expression, a more real expression of God in me, letting God be me in me. And this um, reading today about um, the Holy Inspiration, the Holy Spirit being in everyone, um, and how J.C. says he had to know that in order to know it in himself, and that this form of communication is the invisible sight of knowing from our hearts, our true hearts, our one big heart, our one big mind, our one big holiness, seeing the holiness and the the sacredness and, um, you know, respecting and honoring that God is God in everybody um, and being still and, and listening only to two and four to hear, be still and listen and hear the voice of God calling to me from my brothers and my sisters, the call for joy in them the call for love in them, the call to love, be loving, share in the love and um, the peace and the joy. And I just love this reading today and in and about the, um, the, voice, the voice of 
inspiration, holy inspiration, and the idea of being inspired and talking about each other and congratulating each other for our devotion on the call. <laughs> it's like, oh, it's all being grateful for God in us. And I don't want to ever lose sight of that because that's what I'm trying to see every day and not getting lost in the personal, um, even though it is very personally expressed. Thank you. Um, seeing that same holy quality is in everybody, no matter how we perceive them in the book, in the body, um, that are indiscriminate, um, looking at everyone as equal with the equanimity of the pure perception of the Holy Spirit as everyone being one and the same and not having specialness ascribed to one more special than the other, more holy than the other. I mean, some people do express it beautifully, and I, 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 I acknowledge that and respect that and honor it um, because people who are devoted deserve um, devotion and, and respect. Um, that's a part of the equanimity. Um, but love the least of these, my brothers and my sisters, and um, it's something I try never to forget. Um, the little ones, the quiet ones, the afraid ones, the ones that don't speak up, who don't shine so bright, who need to be encompassed and enveloped in the holiness and the love of God for which I hope I speak I don't know Amen I'm complete Thank you Judy that was lovely Thank you Judy Yeah that was a beautiful share It's a beautiful share Thank you Judy That was uh, that was a beautiful testament, really. It's paragraph fourteen. The Holy Spirit, the shared inspiration of all of the sonship. First, its universality is perfectly clear, and no one who receives it could ever believe for one instant that sharing it involves anything but gain. Universality. Mind of Atonement. Thank you. Good point. Thank you. That's the universality of God's for everybody. Because he loves everybody equally and the same. And he wills for everyone's happiness and peace just the same. And to share that will, to share the one will of God, is to hear the voice, only the voice, of the Holy Spirit. And that's what makes it simple and easy, and I don't even have to think about it. <laughs> Keep it simple, Jude. Thank you, Lori. Yes, only Ego sees specialness, and I'm, I'm sorry, only God sees the unity. I'm complete. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Okay. Sandra, and um, I am never upset for the reason I think. And in doing this 
uh, review, I, I, I'm like, oh my God, where have I been for, you know, the 20 years that I've been practicing and studying and doing these lessons? And because I'm still doing this stuff, and I just, you know, I, I make all things my enemies, so that my anger is justified and my attacks are warranted. I still do that at times. I have not realized how much I have misused everything I see by assigning this role to it. I have done this to defend a thought system which has hurt me and which I no longer want. And I thought, what is that thought system? And it's the thought system of victim consciousness. And it's a tough one for me because it still is lingering there. But as long as I think that there can be victims on this planet, then I'm identified with form, the bodies. I'm not identified with the spirit. And that is a very strong thought system on this planet. It's been since the beginning of time. It's, to me, it has appeared that there's been victimization and exploitation since the beginning of time. So I ask for your prayers to help me to break this pattern and to let it go of victim consciousness. I'm complete. Thank you, Sarah. Absolutely. I will share that with you, Sandra. Thank you, you Sandra. Amen. Yes. Amen. Sandra, me too. I like to. Hey, I like to touch hey. on something Sarah said about a, co- a collective, a collective sense of self. It's almost I take responsibility for the thoughts I am having, but I am only tuning into a collective way of seeing. And as I offer to the Holy Spirit as a way of healing the sonship, I offer up to that which truly is, who knows the greater picture of the whole sonship. Because I live within the realm and the frequency of all the different sounds and sirens and all the different things that go off during the world. I got constantly says, I am not responsible for everything that goes around me, but I am responsible for what I do with everything I receive from this world. And I offer it totally to the Holy Spirit that he may bring about a beautiful miracle throughout my day that I can share in with all my brothers and sisters. If I try to stop myself from receiving all these thoughts I don't want to have, I might as well just turn the switch and no longer be here. But God has me here for the purpose of inviting the Holy Spirit, evoking the love of God, and bringing forth the beauty that God knows us to be as one. There is no guilt in God's love. There is no blame in God's love. There is only truly blessings 
to be shared together as one. And that is when those thoughts come into my mind, I need to remind myself, these are thoughts that are in the air that I am receiving and I offer to the Holy Spirit for the purposes of healing the sonship. Thank you, I'm complete. Thank you, Charles. Thank you, Charles. Thank you, Charles. Good morning. Thank you, Charles. Thank you, Judy. Um, I had to go for a second, and when I called back in, I was so surprised. There were 15 people on the call. I'm like, wow. Sometimes I don't realize how many voices there are to hear. Um, I don't. I do not know what anything means. That's like the first. The first lesson um, review said to me, I have to admit that I don't know anything and that I need to learn. I need to learn a new way. I need to learn not to see the way that I've been taught and conditioned to see. I do not understand anything because all I can see are the thoughts that arise from my past reference points of my ego mind, my judgments, my uh, emotions, my memories are always turning out interpretations that are false, that are coming from the ego mind of falsehood. So the second thing is I don't understand anything. Everything is based on a false judgment. The third one is I am willing to let it go. I don't know in this moment I'm out and about, so I can't read the exact uh, lesson to remember how it was worded, but I am willing to exchange. That was the word that jumped out of me at me in number three. Exchange it. Let it go. So whatever's going on in front of my eyes on the physical plane, in the material reality, I am willing to see it differently. I am willing to let it go, and I am willing to exchange what I think I know and what I think I understand for something um, that I don't know. And so the fourth one is these thoughts don't mean anything. I want to exchange my thoughts, my ego-minded, conditioned, false thoughts for the, mind, the thoughts I share with God. It's a, it's a very beginning, rudimentary step in saying, yes, I want, I want to uh, share the thoughts that I have the thoughts that I share with God. I want my mind to be completely rewritten. I, I don't want to hold on and defend. You know, I don't want to defend my stupidness and my anger. I don't want to, you know, pretend that this is truth, whatever my ego mind is saying to me. And then number five was, I'm never upset for the reason I think. Well, you know, lately I've, I've um, I don't know, I look at the, the situation in the house that I grew up in and my mother freaking out. And I see that she was in so much pain. She'd walk in the house and she'd find something wrong and then she'd rage at us because, because I forgot to take the garbage out of the drain in the sink or, you know, some other absolutely insignificant thing. But it would be a reason to, to rain down terror. But 
she wasn't upset for the reason she thinks. You know, she was upset for a million other reasons that she couldn't access and purify the falsehood that was distorting everything. I am never upset for the reason I think because because there's a lot of distorted material between me and God and, and the mind I share with God. And yesterday there was the line that I that I repeated from something we read in the text in on the lesson call which was um that God's answer is the reference point beyond delusions. In the in the original edition I think it says illusions, but the point is the Holy Spirit knows the reference point beyond all of our illusions. So for me to benefit from the course Whatever's going on, I have to say, it's probably not real the way I think it. It's not what I think it is. You know, I have to just be willing to say, humbly, I don't know what anything means. I'm only asking the Holy Spirit to to train my mind to share the thoughts I think with God. I've been using this mantra since yesterday, you know, let me know my brother as I know myself. So whatever's arising in my reaction, emotional, crazy world, in my inner, you know, egoic insanity, I'm not going to give it any power. I'm not going to give it my belief. I'm not going to endow it with some false reality and and then defend and uphold it. Um, my mantra, let me just know my brother as I know myself. It's like shutting down that crazy mind. I don't want this. Let me let illusions go. I also want to thank Sandra because your share was so beautiful. And I totally, totally also, you know, find myself still stuck with thinking patterns that don't serve me. And I thought the way you expressed it was very beautiful. Thank you for letting me share. I'm complete. Boy, I appreciated every bit Thank of that you. share, Karen. Thank you very much. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you, Thank you, you Karen. That was Thank gorgeous, Karen. Karen. Thank you. This one, we made visible, we made perception when we the mind split from God. And the Course is very clear about this, that what we perceive is not real. And... You know, I don't have to understand that. And I think, you know, Lana always makes it point perfectly clear and easy for me that I need not understand how we made this perception thing and how we made this what we think is real that isn't real in truth. But if I want to be a good student of the Course like Karen just expressed, I want to stand in the truth of what the Course is teaching me that I'm purely mind and that I need to cohesively and, and con- as consistently as I can concur with how God would have me think so that I can be at peace, so that I can be loving, so I can not be full of fear. And this is what my yeah. practice has brought me to. It's just... Aligning myself with God, how God would have me see the world, see myself, and know myself 
the difference between how I per- used to perceive Judy is wholly remarkably in opposition to how Judy knows herself today. And that's spiritual growth. That's maturing spiritually because I'm understanding my beingness as spiritual. I'm no longer just a human being. I'm certainly still a human being. There's no doubt about that. But I have no doubts about my origin, who created me, and how he created me naturally to be happy, joyous, and free, free of the bondage the bondage to believing that I'm a victim to the world is was a huge part of that. Thank you very much, Lord. <laughs> Although I still suffer pain, I don't, I don't suffer in misery. You know, I'm, I'm not making myself miserable over it. I sit down, I take a nice hot bath, I get a massage, I go to the therapy pool, go to the sauna, whatever which way, even if I just need a warm mm-hmm. blanket. And, you know, the, we, we're in the world, certainly, but that I'm not of it. That I, I love the, the text where it, part of the text where it says, above the battleground, I'm no longer in conflict with anything mm-hmm. or anybody. I'm above, I've transcended, my awareness is whole and complete, understanding that this world is insane. I watched two movies yesterday, and one was... Land of Mines, Mine, Land of Mines, and it was about 10,000 German prisoners of war who were all boys, 18 years old, on their hands and knees, removing a million and a half landmines on the western beaches of Denmark. And only like, maybe like 10 of them survived without being killed or maimed. And they were all boys picking up mines. And to see the insanity of the world and our insufficiency and depending and relying upon the ego thought system is our undoing of it. We have to see the insanity of it, that God is sane. God would have us be sane. God would have us be loving, be peaceful and truthful, be honest and face myself. Am I being loving today to myself? If I'm not being loving to myself, then I'm not going to go out and be nice to anybody else if I haven't got loving kindness for myself. So it starts at home, and then it goes out, reaching out from the inside. Light comes from the inside out. Mm. Thank you. I love you. Have a joyful and incredible lightness of being day. It's not hard. <laughs> it's easier than being otherwise. <laughs> I'm complete. Thank, you. Thank you so much. Thank you, Judy. Hi, it's Lana. Just again briefly, I just wanted to address a couple things. Um, oh, one that, uh, you know, I really live by that healer's prayer that I'm here and need to be helpful. And, and I find in what I share, I've experienced as working for me. And, and my logic says, well, if something works for me, maybe it might work for somebody else. And that's the spirit in which I share. And um, a couple things have come up on the call that just simply put, 
number one, understanding. It's something in the course text or workbook or manual. If there's something I don't understand, it's not the complexity of the word. It's, it's not my brain is not big enough. It's, it's simply I'm in my wrong mind. So it's a call for healing. Jesus says right in the course, first forgiveness, then understanding. I can't understand anything with an unhealed mind. So when I, when I read something that I seem not to understand, I just go back to God and ask, what is the truth of this? And wait for an answer. And invariably, the next time I read it, it's perfectly clear. The other thing I wanted to adjust is it, whenever I have the thought, I'm still doing this as a condemnation of myself. I have to remember that the only thing that causes me to have that thought is a belief in time. I bring the past to the present and make the present conflicted and hurtful, painful. But if I remember when I have that thought, oh, there is no time. Time is an illusion. There's only here and now. And I remember that every new holy instant is fresh and clean and pure. It's a new creation. Then I don't have to judge myself because I know whatever I did in the past doesn't matter. It's only what I do here and now. It's only the choice that I make here and now with Holy Spirit that matters. Let the past be dead, like Jesus says. Let the dead bury the dead. The past is no more. Being peaceful now is what I want. I could give a hoot, and boy, I still repeat past thoughts. I still have thoughts Oh, still, I'm still doing that? But then I remember to choose God instead. And with the healing of my mind comes the awareness. Oh, right, there is no past. There's only here and now. And here and now I'm a pure and perfect child of God. So I just wanted to share those things because they've been helpful to me. I'm complete. Oh, most excellent, Lana. Thank you so much. Yes. Thank you, Thank Lana. you. Thanks, Lana. Such a blessing to hear you. Beautiful. Thank you, Lana. Thank you, Lana. Oh, thank you, everyone. Thank you. You're so perfect and pure and wonderful. Is there anyone who hasn't had an opportunity to share that would like to this morning before we end this recording? Um, we'd like you to take this space.
let me just uh, say how grateful I am for such a rich, a rich tapestry of voices this morning talking about uh, thinking errors. You know, um, a number of years ago, someone asked me if I would like to help write a book about these first 50 lessons and how critically important they are to the understanding, the foundational understanding of the Course in Miracles. <laughs> and every time a thought like that pops into my mind, of course, I feel very inadequate to the task. Um, but entertaining the idea, entertaining that idea, what, why are the first 50 lessons in the Course in Miracles foundational? Uh, opened up a whole world of understanding to me. And that world of understanding um, uh, found its source in the idea that you see what you believe is there and you believe it's there because you want it there. You see what you believe is there and you believe it's there because you want it there. That's the rule of seeing. And today, uh, I cannot overlook the fact that the very first lesson of these 50 in our review, very, very first one, is I am willing to recognize the lack of validity in my judgments because I want to see. I want to see. I must let go of everything I learned to see because it's taking the place of vision. I must let it go by realizing it has no meaning so that vision can take its place. And I was thinking about that <clears throat> in in light of part two of the workbook. You know, there's 14 or 15 uh, what is questions. What is forgiveness? What is the Holy Spirit? What is Christ? What is a miracle? What is the body? What is the second coming? What is the last judgment? All of those questions, what is? But there is no what is for what is vision. You ever notice that? What is Christ's vision? There's no what is for that. <clears throat> and I think that's the wide open door, actually. The wide open door into the mind of source. Um, I see what I believe it's there, and I believe it's there because I want it there. It says, the wish to see, this is a promise, you guys, the wish to see, instead of seeing my own thought errors, instead of seeing my own judgments, instead of seeing all the bits and pieces that upset me that I want to hang on to, instead of seeing any of that, the wish to see calls down the grace of God upon your eyes, brings the gift of sight, brings the gift of light, brings the gift of light that makes sight possible. The wish to see. I would rather see what God would have me see. And in order for that uh, to happen for me, uh, I need to, as you say, Karen, 
recognize how very little I know. I don't know anything. I don't know anything. And um, and in the place of everything I thought I knew, my Father will give me light so that I can see. God is the light in which I see. Remember? <clears throat> These first 50 lessons are foundational just as this section in healing and wholeness, the Holy Spirit being the mind of the atonement is foundational. He's, he starts right out in the very first paragraph. God blessed, God blessed us with a way of thinking. We are blessed with a way of thinking. In order to recognize that, I must first recognize that there's my thoughts and then there's God's thoughts. There's my seeing, and then there's God's seeing. There's my thinking, and then there's God's thinking. And everything, he said yesterday, is an idea. Everything is an idea. Even the ego is an idea. It's nothing more than the belief that I'm on my own. The mind of the atonement says, no, you're not on your own. You are not on your own. You are simply not on your own. You can choose to listen to two voices, the one you made, or the mind of the atonement, the one-mindedness shared by the sonship, the universal truth, the really open way of thinking. You can hear an unequivocal call to love. This, this chapter, chapter 5, ends with the glorious section, eternal fixation. Your mind is eternally fixed in God, he says. But for me to know that, I need recognize that I have my thoughts I would rather exchange. I have my means. Laurie? That I, Laurie? Yes? Is there any way you can move the mouthpiece away from you? I, I want to hear what you're saying. It, it's hurting so bad to listen to you. Uh, it's coming through so harsh, and I, I need to hear you. Can you move the mouthpiece just a little bit away from your microphone so those, mm -hmm. those sounds aren't so hard? I beg your pardon, Mindy. And you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to stop right here. Let's have a look at the I heard, this chapter. Take I heard you can fine. We, can we do that? Could have been Mindy. I, yeah, I just, you sounded good. You sounded great. Okay. And don't stop. <laughs> Totally. Yeah, don't stop. You sounded great. Don't stop. <clears throat> I'm sorry. I, 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 I'm sorry yeah. I interrupted you guys. I, I need help. I am so beleaguered. I cannot even tell you. I'm hurting. Everything I do hurts. I come onto this call and I have to put it on speakerphone because I can't hold the phone up because that hurts. And when Lori speaks... Because of her lisp or whatever, or the hijacked microphone, it literally hurts. It jabs my head when she says certain sounds, a sound she sounds. I'm, I'm, I'm like, I've got this humongous thing to do that's going to be such a blessing, but I am really up against it. And, and I'm sorry to interrupt, but I really need the help. And I just, I can't keep coming on choosing between having a horrible headache and being able to be on this call and getting the support I need. I just have to say something at the time. And I just, 
Lori, I need to hear you, but if you've ever listened to the recordings, your your voice is so distorted. It's just, oh, I I can't listen, even with a headset sometimes. I'm 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 really at a point where I'm at a breaking point, and I know I don't want to be. And it's like I don't want to admit how how challenged I am. And then instead of asking for help at appropriate times, it all comes to a head, and then I blurt something out. And then instead of getting the help, I offend people. I'm sorry. And I know you the call, but be, I just I, honey, it, it could be your own hearing. Um, tool. You need to turn up the bass. Okay, guys, the, I, there's nothing the, I can do to make my or, phone work. Or turn down, turn down the volume and distance yourself because it's in your your house and not from um, the call. No, um, I've talked with Lori before and um, she she's told me that she has some spaces in her teeth that create a little more whistling than normal. And if there's something, you know, she needs a high def um, headset so that she can hear people. But it's just such. There's nothing I can do on my end. Trust me, I've I've tried everything, including headsets and Bluetooth. Nothing I can do. It's, you know what we can do, Mindy. What, Mindy? Excuse yeah. me. Let's say a prayer. Yeah. Can we say a prayer and we'll end this recording and then we can talk some more about it? Okay. But we that, that would be great. Yes, thank you. I was getting ready to talk about the eternal fixation and the point uh, at which this blessed chapter ends. And here's the prayer. Your part is to return your thinking to the point at which an error was made and give it over to the atonement in peace. Say to yourself the following, as sincerely as you can. Let's do this, okay, Mindy? Remembering that the Holy Spirit will respond fully to your slightest invitation. Say to yourself, I must have decided wrongly because I am not at peace. I made the decision myself, but I can also decide otherwise. I will to decide otherwise because I want to be at peace. I do not feel guilty because the Holy Spirit will undo all the consequences of my wrong decision if I will let him. I will to let him by allowing him to decide for God or me. That's the goal and direction of every lesson we do. And, uh, and my darling, that is the atonement prayer. Um, and it's very powerful as we share it together. So I'll end the recording this morning. Thank you, everyone. And, uh, God bless you all.